Um, so we just gonna go out there and play basketball and win. And win? Yeah. And how many games? Six. We're gonna be we're gonna win the six. Welcome back to the Bucks and Six podcast. I'm your host, Michael Correo, also known as Bucks House on Instagram, the number one source for all things Milwaukee Bucks. The full NBA schedule dropped today. Something that was pointed out by Justin Wills on Twitter was that six out of our first seven games are at home, and then 10 of the next 14 games are on the road. So that's a little weird quirk in the schedule. We'll kick the year off against Joel Embiid and the Sixers on the 20th of October in Philadelphia. Not exactly sure why we'd have to wait a few days to get our season opener in. Me personally, I think the Bucks are an opening night team, but maybe that's just me. Luckily, we are a Christmas team, though, and keeping that streak alive, it's now going on five years strong. And shout out to Eric Name from The Athletic, by the way. In 2017, he tweeted out, This is likely your last Christmas without Bucks basketball for the next five to ten years. And that is obviously aged like fine wine. We'll take on the Celtics again, this time in Boston in the four o'clock slot. So luckily that doesn't conflict with the Packers noon game that day. Once again, we're amongst the league leaders in most nationally televised games. I believe this year we're sixth, which is pretty good. We've got 23 if you don't count NBA TV and 32 if you do. Just for reference, we had 25 last year, not counting NBA TV. Seeing all this, though, reminded me how good we have it as Bucks fans right now, and that's sort of the direction where the discussion is going to be going today. But as a kid, it was my dream to have the Bucks be in the national spotlight. I remember watching Kobe face those Suns teams and wish the Bucks would have a primetime game on TV. Now it's a crime if we have less than 20 each season. So I wanted to talk about this today, one, because the timing works out with the schedule releasing, but two, because I saw this tweet the other day that says, The Brewers got a a once-in-a-generation pitching staff. They make no moves to get over the hump. The Packers have two all-time great quarterbacks, and they make no efforts to get their teams over the hump. The Bucs have Giannis and won't get or keep essential players needed to win. And when I saw this, I'm like, the Bucs don't belong in this list at all. Now, a lot of people already call this person out, but I see it all the time, where the Bucs are just grouped with the stereotypical Wisconsin sports team woes and how they've always had bad luck and they're poorly run, and I just don't think they belong in that conversation anymore. The Bucks have moved past being in that stereotype. When I think of Wisconsin sports, I either think of good regular season teams that come up short when it matters most, or just mediocre or terrible teams that haven't seen success in decades. The Packers have had two Hall of Fame quarterbacks back-to-back for, what, 30 years now, and have two Super Bowls to show for it. We've seen some great offenses. Recently, we've seen some great defenses. But there's always these glaring issues that prevent us from winning a championship, whether it be one of those two things lacking, special teams issues, or coaching problems. We just can't get it done. The Brewers, they missed the playoffs for 24 straight years after making the World Series once. As a matter of fact, they missed 32 of the next 34 playoff appearances until Christian Yelich came over. We've made the playoffs four years in a row now, but as we've seen with the team trading away Josh Hader for no immediate help, it just seems like they're content with just being a playoff team, and we might not even make it this year. And whenever I think of Badger football, I either think of losing really good bowl games like the Rose Bowl or winning in those meaningless ones like the Dukes Mayo Bowl. For a long time, though, the Bucks were rightfully in this conversation of these Wisconsin sports teams that just constantly fell in their face. We were unable to keep Kareem happy. We never got over the hump in the 80s, which was one of our most dominant decades in franchise history. The Ray Allen situation in the early 2000s. The 18-year drought without a second-round appearance. But we've moved past that time, and I think it's time to give the franchise props for how they've constructed this team. 
First off, we made the playoffs for six years in a row now. The last time we did that was in the mid to late 80s. We've had two conference finals appearances over the last four years, and we're only one year removed from the first championship that we've had in 50 years. We very well could have went back to back if we had a second all-star or literally if just one of our role players other than Pat Connaughton stepped up consistently. During this time, we've been able to see a number of key role players sign multi-year contract extensions, meaning they're buying into what we've got going on. Giannis bought in before we even won a title with his Supermax extension. We brought back Chris Middleton, Drew Holiday, Brooke Lopez, Bobby Portis, Pat Connaughton. One of the biggest problems people have had over the years is the team's unwillingness to go into the luxury tax to keep certain players. This this will be our third year in a row paying that luxury tax. Prior to those three years, we only went into it once since it was implemented in 2001, and that was with the 2002-2003 squad. We've seen ownership being willing to part with assets to acquire solid players, whether that be Drew Holiday, PJ Tucker, Grayson Allen. So what's the point of me bringing all of this up? Really, I just want people to appreciate what we've got going on here and view it in a better light. I think it's so easy to group the Bucks with these teams that you'd either have no expectations for at all or teams that you get your hopes up on and they constantly disappoint. I think a lot of what the Bucks have done is swept under the rug and not acknowledged in the right way. Are we a perfect franchise? No. Do we make great moves all the time? Of course not. But the Bucks have done a lot of things right over these past few years, and I think what we've done has separated ourselves from the Packers, from the Brewers, from the Badgers. They're in their own lane right now. And of course, our run's not going to last forever. I don't want to be a prisoner of the moment, but we're in what people call the good old days right now. And I think so many people are going to look back at our run and be like, why was I so sad during this time? Why was I so mopey during this time? There's going to be a time where we end the season 20 and 62, and you're going to want to relive the time that we're in right now. So just enjoy what we've got right now. We've got the best player in the world on our team, ownership who's willing to spend, ownership who's willing to fix their past mistakes, and they're going to try to put the best team together to compete for a championship year in and year out. It's a great time to be a Bucks fan, and this is just a reminder to not take any of it for granted. That will do it for tonight's episode. A little bit different style than what I normally do. It's more of a rant today, but let me know your thoughts in the comments, and I'll see you in the next episode.